Welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Chaba. I'm Zurar. And I'm Hino. So today, let's talk about spikes. When, um, when you guys hear the word spike, what comes to your mind? Except volleyball. Let's not talk about volleyball right now. But other than volleyball, anything else about spikes? I always thought it was a rugby reference, not a volleyball reference, you know? Or track and field, at least, but definitely not volleyball. Uh, volleyball, when you jump uh, behind the net and you spike, you spike the ball down. Well, well, for me, uh, spike is something that, uh, when I was first introduced to it, my first reaction was like, hmm, this is a cop-out, <laughs> right? Like the, 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 this, is a, this is a way to deliver... Um, uh, not working software, uh, but still say that you accomplish something, uh, and and I realized that that's a very cynical view uh, of the of the term. As uh, usually, there are being cynical. Well, I always start off on the cynical end, and then I work myself up the ladder to something in the middle, right? Uh, so yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was like, why do we need this thing uh, when we have a user story, and part of the user story is to actually kind of research the problem at hand, uh, and because that's how that's how I've always coached is that have a user story. You don't need to know full information about the user story, the complete requirement before you go into development. And part of the user story is talking to your teammates and uncovering things. And and that's when you uh, you agree on a solution, uh, agree on the uh, what the unknowns are and solve the unknowns that need to be solved and go ahead and implement it. And spikes seem to be, OK, let's. Let, there's something really, there's something really big that's really unknown about what we are trying to do. Let's research this and then start the work. And I guess there are some use cases where you could kind of apply it, um, but I don't, I, I, I haven't seen a great use for it um, in most cases. I think a story could do. I, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? You know. So you're you're immediately uncovering a whole bunch of issues, right? So one of the issues is uh, if there is any unknowns around your story, you're going to spike around all of those unknowns. And then suddenly what's the difference between something that you've done a full-blown analysis for and, and a story where you um, basically are, are comfortable consuming something that is not entirely defined? So that is definitely a problem and i think sir are you introduced this uh while we were picking the topic you introduced this as over spiking and uh totally totally agree with you on that one i see still spikes as a very valuable um very valuable tool when um really the team needs to have a question answered um and at the same time, they they want to ensure that they're not blocked throughout the uh, delivery process. Like, let's say that they they want to deliver something every two weeks or so, and um, if the unknown is so big that they can be blocked for those two weeks and not deliver anything, that might not be what their customers like, right? Um, but uh, but one of those problems indeed is to to basically say, hey, we we don't know exactly how we're going to to do this. Uh, let's do a little bit of a of a, a design spike around this. That I think is entirely wrong. Uh, if there's a new technology we've never worked with it, uh, well, then I think it's valuable to do a, a quick spike on this to basically get a sense of uh, what effort is involved in in uh, in this using this new technology. If there is a um, maybe uh, uh, three options to implement a certain uh, problem or to, to resolve a certain problem, and you don't quite know which one is the most valuable, then you can do a quick spike 
to uh, to figure out which one of those three have the most benefits and and fewest drawbacks. But again, I'm I'm stressing uh, the fact that it needs to be a quick spike, right? So, and this is this is where a lot goes wrong, I find. Uh, one interesting qu- thing that I've noticed with some squads who take visualize work to the to the to the heart, where they use spike almost to stuff backlog refinement work into it, and and it's a very interesting way that they say, well, we have to research this, hence we do a spike when that just backlog refinement they're just doing some research and refining your backlog refining your user story but yet they they feel this need that that and 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 again it's all, always coming what i saw from good intention to visualizing work every work has to be accounted for everything has to be has to be visual so if it's not create, in jira it's not work yeah that, 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 that that's right so they create these spikes so what, what what do you guys what's your take on this like like how wh- where how how this cycle can be broken yeah, it's interesting because uh, you said it comes from a good place, and it totally does. Uh, and also, as as coaches, we we always preach transparency, and you know, let the let the board be the information radiator, which shows all the work that's going on. Uh, so, I think on one hand, they are doing what they are supposed, quote unquote, supposed to be doing by visualizing the work and putting it on the board. It's just that, uh, as Hino said, it. It's not time boxed. It's not actually small. It's missing the element of small and focused. It becomes, let me visualize this three-week thing I am doing in a sequence of four different spikes, only so we can say what that we're, we're, we're being agile or we're thinking small. Uh, but really, it's just waterfall or a big design phase or an analysis phase hidden behind four tickets. So I think as coaches, when that happens, I think that's an observation that we have to take and sort of make the team think about that. Are they really, are they really spiking or are they just filling the the room on the JIRA board or or on the wall so that they can uh, remain busy? Think about it, right? What you just described, um, Zarar, is instead of a focus on the outcome, which is ultimately what we're trying to do, how do we get these stories out of the door and so forth? It's again a focus on the tasks that are defined, right? Instead of on the outcomes, we focus on the scope, right? And if we if we can only um, describe our work that we need to do and the individual tasks that we need to do as things that we can store in Jira or whichever, pick your tool, right? Pick your poison. Um, then uh, we can we can work through it and we can consider ourselves to be effective throughout the entire sprint, which is definitely not the case because we're still looking for outcomes. So what it actually does is, and this is something that we need to be really cognizant of, every single time that we need a spike because there is an answer that is outstanding that might block us from actually delivering something, we are delaying the delivery of value every single time. And if you need three, four spikes, then suddenly you're like, what, three sprints? If you're, if you're uh, planning on a, on a biweekly basis, you're, uh, you're six weeks into the process before you can actually start working on the outcome itself. Now, that's a problem. What do you guys suggest? In order of preference, lately I have been leaning towards just making whatever the spike is supposed to uncover as part of the story. Uh, I think that's always my preferred uh, way way of handling these things. Um, Option two is if there is a spike, fine, let's, let's call a spike 
maybe a piece of software that not, doesn't necessarily de- uh, deliver direct customer value. Uh, if you if you internalize that and accept that as a, as a constraint of a spike, uh, then the, the second thing you could do is uh, at least focus on producing some sort of software or working code out of the out of the spike rather than just um, a confluence page, which is honestly the, one of the most common things that that comes out of it. Um, so I think those are two things that uh, j- jump into my mind. For me, I'm using a couple of other things too. Um, I do not allow spikes to be estimated with story points. They need to be time boxed. So um, and how much is that question worth to you? Or the answer to that question, at least, is it is it worth a half day? Is it worth two days? Whatever that is, is your uh, your estimate. And it's not about solving the entire question. It's about getting enough confidence so you can move forward and are be blocked in your story. That's ultimately what the goal is. The second thing is, and I think that's crucial, is in all the reporting, uh, spikes are not included. It's as simple as that. Uh, if spikes are not included, then the resolution of your stories is what actually drives your throughput, is what is reported, whether it's internally or uh, externally to uh, to other squads. And then suddenly that uh, encouragement of, hey, let's... Uh, Let's introduce some extra spikes to get our throughput up is uh, is out of the door, right? So that that to me is a really big issue. And I do the same thing with bugs. I do the same thing with uh, with tasks. Uh, I want to report on stories specifically, and that actually is driving the outcome focused uh, work. Of course, then you've got to make sure that the stories are written as stories and are not not just tasks uh, disguised as a story as well, right? One thing that I like to draw a line when I talk about spikes is working software. If the spike produces working software, whatever that is, it, it doesn't matter what, what that is, even if it's a proof of concept, then I would say, yeah, there is a, there is a, a, a warrant. It warrants to have a spike. But if that spike doesn't produce any working software, then I would say that's just your backlog refinement. That's just your, your just, just refining, you're just learning about more about your story. So, and, and putting that constraint, so I really like, you know, what you constraint you are putting and say that don't, doesn't count to your, doesn't count towards your, your throughput. And, and what I, I like to work with teams is to put this constraint of working software because then it's, it furthers the, the fact that this has to have some kind of tangible outcome. And that, that piece of code could be potentially used in the future, by the way. It doesn't have to be completely throwaway, but, but that's where, where I like to, to, to draw the line. What are your thoughts about this? I, I want to move up the cynical chain a little bit, you know, or go towards the positive chain a little bit. And, and I want, before Hino answers the question about what, what he thinks of your, of your uh, suggestion, I do want to say that, Conceptually, I think if you are a large company or a big organization that is trying to do things differently, introducing spikes and time boxing them properly and not letting that time box slip is a positive. It's definitely better than going into an analysis phase or a design phase, which has no end. So even if you time box it to two days or or one day, I I think anything longer becomes very, very hairy, right? That's still a positive. It may not result in the working software that Chaba talked about, uh, but it is trending in the right direction where you are at least time boxing thing. And I 100% agree with both of you that without the time box and the people involved in that, this whole concept really breaks because the whole idea is to prevent analysis paralysis. And unless you close that door firmly, um, spikes have no value. I think Chaba, one thing that made me frown, yeah. Our listeners don't see that, of course, on uh, when they're listening to our podcast. 
but um but it's i i don't think that every spike that does not produce any code is actually a replacement of uh backlog refinement or should happen in backlog refinement sometimes there is analysis necessary where we say like we have abs- we get we get 15 sources of data we have no idea which one to uh which one to use uh what is the what is the id how do we map that um that to me might be a spike in order to move forward and uh, and and basically figure out how the data the data is mapped now you might say well uh, isn't that value isn't that part of your user story you're right it might be, but it might take so long, depending on which hoops you need to jump through in the organization, depending on how complex the organization is, who wants the data, uh, where you need to get validation and so forth. That might take a while. And then uh, your story would be in, pro- in progress for quite some time. And that might be a challenge. So in, in situations where that is happening, I would prefer that to be a spike, even though it's, uh, and, and it actually is answering a question, right? So I always want to uh, write a spike as a question. Uh but it doesn't produce any software. And I do not think that it would be effective to uh, explicitly ma- have that conversation in the, uh, in, the pr- in the backlog refinement session. So, so this actually, you know, you raise an interesting question here, is how do we word the spike or what would be a good, a good because we use the stories, we, we all know about the I want, like, like as a user, I want and, and so that. And, and we know it, it's helpful because it forces the, the audience to have this conversation. How about the spike? What, what would be a minimum thing that, that we really need for a spike that to, to be able to call a spike? For me, it's a question. What, 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 is, what is the answer? You, you, there's an answer that not having the answer is blocking you from uh, being able to understand how you would approach this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I'd say the two things I kind of mentioned earlier is that one, the time box, what is the time box that you have agreed to to answer the question? And number two, in, in some cases, there's multiple people working on things. So who is working on it? So what, what is the time and cost commitment you are making towards this spike? And uh, the, 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 I guess the fourth thing I'll add is, and spike is a concept from um, extreme programming. It's an XP thing. And I have uh, on the screen here, the, the definition, you guys can see it. And as you can see, I think, going back to the root of why this thing is a thing is because sometimes, because we always, I think we have a podcast somewhere in there, which we talked about, like, do stories need to be like end to end? Like, do we need to actually go from all the way to the UI, all the way to the system of record when we are writing stories? And I guess this concept originated when sometimes you could not write a story that is all the way end to end. So you would create a spike to uncover the information that's required for you to go all the way end to end. But because, you know, we, and we've talked about like the specialization that's coming to software development. And if you're working in a complex environment, maybe sometimes it's not possible for you to, do, to, to you to go end to end and stories are written in, in different ways now. So maybe spikes aren't as relevant because of just how technology has changed over time. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just speculating on this one. But I think to answer your question, I think um, the, the the concept of time box and the people involved, basically the cost factor of the uh, of, of the spike, as Hino said, what how important is it for you to answer this question? I think spikes have more more use nowadays than ever because of the of the 
crazy amount of technologies that are out there and 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 I really love this this breath first this this kind of going deep first it's almost like like could you build and my favorite term is hello world could you build this 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 very very hello world where anything could be hard coded it doesn't matter what just just try to go as deep as possible and try to prove those integration points because that's that's those integration points are always the Achilles heel of every every system and nowadays what is like especially larger organization is integration upon integration upon integration and 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 that's why i think i think that those spikes could help you discover or uncover those those risks around those those integration so i think it's more uh more time like more relevant than ever what what what, what do you think you know like anything right um spikes can be abused and and that that is that is absolutely certain um I think they have a very valid place in um, in our ecosystem, and um, but again, like like anything that can be, they can be hor- horribly abused. Um, if they are helping the team to get a decent understanding of what they can um, can focus on and and what they can complete, then I think it's a very valuable thing. If they are used to slot all kinds of other conversations that need to happen as part of uh, different ceremonies, if you will, or different events, um, then it's a problem. If they are used to increase your um, your throughput, then it's a problem. If they are used because people are not comfortable with without knowing all the details, then they become a problem. But I think apart from that, uh, if you time box them and use them to answer a question that is blocking you from delivering, um, I think that can be very valuable. And this concludes today's Continuous Delivery Podcast. Thank you.